Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the Pop Culture Podcast, coming to you from Misericordia University. We are two professors talking about all things popular culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And hey, it's strange that we had so much to talk about, about Stranger Things 3, that we're doing a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> So we talked about Hopper. We've yep. talked about Mike and Joyce. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan. How about Steve? I enjoyed Steve this season. There's something um, about Steve that, that doesn't seem realistic to me. Well, he's gone from being like the exactly. high school heartthrob. Number one guy yeah. in the school to literally though I the liked, biggest loser. Though I like to think that he's gone from something that is very sort of artificial yeah. for him, that he is much happier the way he is now. Oh, I don't mind that idea. So I like that, That, that yeah. he's found happiness. At but Scoops Ahoy. the precipitiveness of his fall... Yeah. ...is... It just... I'm like, really? Like, the guy went from number one guy in school to an absolute nobody who all the girls make fun of? Yeah. That happened pretty quickly. Well, but also part of it I is... I guess he's working is, at Scoops Ahoy. And, but it's also... They're not in school right now, so we don't really get to see, like, how he's viewed. Well, he's graduated, though, right? Yeah. Because like, he can't get into colleges or right. whatever. But it just... It strikes me that, like, Scoops Ahoy... It's like working at the melting pot. Nobody would fall that far that fast. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's rock bottom and then some. Yeah. I only worked at the melting pot because the grocery store that I've been working at a month went on strike. What? <laughs> we were talking about you. So you abandoned? You abandoned the, the strikers? No, I did. I did. I did my time on the picket line, even though they were mainly striking over benefits that I would never be eligible yeah. for. Eh, classic unionism. This might be why I'm not a big fan of unions. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I Steve has become incredibly likable. Yes, he has over three seasons. Yes. There's no doubt about that, and he's still got the hair. He does. Yeah, yeah. I like. I thought St- I enjoyed Steve this season. Yeah. 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 The scoops ahoy stuff was mostly yes. Fun. Well, and since we're talking about scoops ahoy, yeah. Should we talk about Robin? Yeah. Who was one of my favorite characters? Oh, I love. I, 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 I mean, of her. course, she really stood out to everybody. It's, yeah. Like it's not really. I don't think particularly revolutionary to say. Yeah. But she was like a breath of fresh air. I really enjoyed to her. a cast yeah. that was otherwise kind of treading water. Yeah, I mean, she's really the only major new addition to the cast, I think. Yeah, yeah they didn't change up too much. Um, I guess Lucas's sister might be... Yeah, I mean, we'd have to count her. Right? Um, but yeah, no, and I Alexi. really liked Robin. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and and in particular, how they handled, um, you know, the revelation of her sexuality. Well, it just reminded me of how... Like, as bad as things can be nowadays, mm-hmm. how much things have changed since the 1980s. Yeah. Where, like, Robin, like, that she even said it was almost unbelievable mm-hmm. in the 1980s because it was, you know, that was not something that you could share very broadly. Well, Certainly I think, in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, and I think they're both still under the truth serum. Right. So I think that might be part of why yeah. Robin ends up revealing that. Yeah. Um, but I also like the fact the that the truth were fun, though. Oh, they were hilarious. Like, I can only imagine... Uh, though I did read an interview where she basically talked about how, like, the scene where they're tied to each other... Yeah. Like, that was four or eight hours of filming... Yeah. ...of just the two of them yeah. taped to each other. Acting is hard. Yeah. She's and I didn't, she's the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. No. The act, really? Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, uh, Mara Hawke. That's... She's... Yeah. I saw so, Hawke and I never... Because there was something about it. I'm like, she looks real, like strangely familiar. And I'm like, why? But I've never... The name didn't ring a bell. She had a good 80s... So I looked her up online, cheaper. and then I, the moment I was like, she has Uma Thurman's eyes. That's yeah. why I was like... Interesting. Uh, well, Uma Thurman her. kind of in 80s. Well, maybe more No, she's 90s. more 90s. Yeah. Both of them. Both, well, because, you know, Ethan Hawke, Reality Bites, was, Uma Thurman, oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Nah, like, yeah, that's fair, 90s. That's 90s, because, yeah. Definitely, yeah. They're definitely both 90s. But yeah, I, I she... Yeah, I mean, she. I hope. I mean, you know, it's clear that they're going to keep her involved. Oh, they should. Uh, I mean, she's basically this season's Max. Right. I thought Max suffered for that in a way. I I liked the Max moments with L at the mall. Yeah. But I've got to be honest with you. I felt like the whole Max Lucas relationship was just kind of stated, but never really explored. Well, they sort. Well, again, I would say they established that they were starting a relationship last season. Yeah. And then that's another thing that they just kind of took for granted right. this season. Right, but in, but you never see them really as a boyfriend, and a, a girlfriend, I don't know. Just to me, it's another one of those off-the-screen the, the kind of things. Yeah. 
I just I, I felt like I, I Max was more interesting last year than she was this year. She well, but I, that also go and that this sort of brings in Billy as well. Yeah, is that was another thing that I felt they really didn't do enough to establish in this season. Was Billy like we get the tragedy of Billy, but it's in like episode seven of this season. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure they ever really did much to establish in this season. Yeah. Clearly, that I might have to go back and see. Would you know that Max and Billy are siblings? Right. Prior to like episode seven, when they reveal yeah. the whole like adoption right. thing, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, we I'm not to, sure they actually established it's that. It's odd that you're like it's just a canon thing. Yeah. But not for okay. To me, Billy was a totally wasted character this season. Yeah, I felt bad. I, I, I thought he was interesting in season two. As soon as he becomes, well, he gets killed in the first episode. He's basically gone. Well, is he dead? I thought he didn't die he's, until the eighth episode. He gets taken over. Well, he's mind flayed, and he. But we never. We don't really see much of like the struggle for the real Billy to get out. There like, is no like until the very end. Until the very right? end. That's my yeah, point. No, so like, so Bailey's basically gone until the very end. As soon as they turn him into a monster, like any promise that character has yeah. is obliterated, and yeah. I think it's really cheap storytelling at the end to go back and show. His really unpleasant childhood. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't describe it as cheap. I think it was Easy. less effective because, like, it's again, it's something they needed to establish earlier on. But that's the cheapness of it. Like to me, it's yeah. just like we'll stick it in here at the end. Now you'll sympathize, and he'll make a character turn that Hope and I both agreed just didn't feel realistic. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it just cheap isn't the word I'd use. I would say that it's not. Realistic. It's not earned. To me, that's almost the same thing. Yeah, it feels different to me for some okay, reason. Okay, that's fine. Well, he's the apologist. Mm. So he, uh, the cheap, oh, no, I'm s- the cheap has a connotation to it. Billy. Of the two of us, you've defended it more than I have. I defended Even that maggots. I've not defended it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so. You've attacked it. Yeah. But that's because you hate everything I like. You knew Billy was going to turn. It was part of it to me. Like, you just, of course he was going to turn at the end. Yeah. And the way it was done just made it feel well. Particularly when they did the whole like showing his like traumatic right. childhood with the yeah. you know the mom's like okay well clearly we're gonna get kind of a redemption right. But I don't really know that we like we didn't get much of a sense of why Billy needs to be redeemed. Right. So to me, Hopper's letter caught me in the feels. Okay, Billy never did. Yeah, and no. I, and you should feel sympathy for the guy. You should, but then again, that's the problem is that they didn't do anything in this season right. to make you feel sympathy. Now there was in him some 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 until late. suggestion of of abusiveness in season 2. That's the problem, but they just kind of assumed people would carry right. that over. Right. Yeah. So I just I felt I just felt like Billy was a character yeah. and Max were just characters that just and Joyce just didn't get what they might have gotten. Yeah. Well, because even like Joyce, you get that one scene with um, Sam. Yeah. From Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Sean Frodo. Eisen. I'm forgetting. No, Frodo's the other one. Wait, who's... Oh, Frodo's the one that carries the ring. Um, he always looks pained on his face. Yes. Sam, Sean Astin, the actor. I can't remember yeah. who his character in Stranger Things is. Bob. Bob, that's right. Bob that got Bob killed last season. Vilda. You get like that Dr. one Vilda. scene of Bob. Yeah. And then we don't really see that carried through Joyce. There's one very brief mention where Hopper brings up the fact that she's planning to move. Yeah. And that's the only mention until they move at the end. Yeah. There's just there's just a lot of stuff that just didn't feel as as developed and and yeah, I guess as as developed yeah. as it could have been. Yeah. I agree. I mean kind of like when we were talking about we were talking about um kind of like with Dark Phoenix where it was kind of like, "Yep, we checked, we've established the Beast Mystique relationship here so we can do whatever we check, want." Check. From there, kind of a, a similar sense with some right. of the things in Stranger Things. They're Agreed. like, yep, we established that, so now we can just build on it without, you know, making sure everyone's up to speed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It just, some of that just didn't work. I'm sorry, are you busy checking your messages on your phone? No, I'm playing the uh, Hamilton Lottery. Oh, for God's sake. You're doing the trivia? The trivia, yeah. <laughs> During the show? Wow. It just popped wow. up on the phone. I had to take care of it before it went wow. away. The trivia's there all day. Oh, is it? It's today's trivia. Oh. Sorry about that. How yes. about Dustin? What do you, how do you got about Dustin? <laughs> he was season? Dustin. Well, he got a girlfriend. That was new. He did. That. I mean, that was kind of... Was he... Weird. Was he always that smart? I don't recall. Like, he seemed way smarter to me. Like, well, he just came back from, you know, engineering camp, so... I, 
that must have I, like made yeah, him really I smart. Well, I mean, I guess a thing. month of engineering camp might turn you into Einstein. I'm not does. saying he oh, seemed dumb in previous seasons, but he seemed like he seemed like Lex Luthor level intelligent all of a sudden. Yeah, it seemed it felt like a big he's been mind jump for him. Yeah, again, that's. I'd have to go he back and again. Though. I'd have to go back to season one and two to see yeah. whether they're Until or they or listen to our discussion of season one and t- oh yeah yeah season two will be to see if they establish that. But so just gonna keep just hammering that home. What are things? It's been a hundred and some odd episodes. Haven't it, you figured out our pattern yet? No. Okay. What are things I liked about season three? I'm like, sorry. One of the things the or thing. the one thing? The thing I liked about season okay. three. Was it, it was clearly trying to make a political statement about women mm-hmm. and their status in society. Yes. I have a fair foul about that. The empowerment of women. Okay, can you read it in just a minute? Can I finish my thought on Dustin first? Oh, on Dustin? Okay. Yeah. For all they wanted to do with female empowerment, though, Dustin's girlfriend, not really a winner in terms of making that argument. He calls her on the radio. Mm-hmm. He says... The end of the world is nigh. Mm-hmm. If you don't give me Planck's formula, Planck's, Planck's number, Planck's constant, Planck's constant. If you don't, if you don't give me Planck's thingamajig, the world's going to end. She will not cooperate until she coerces him into singing their romantic song together, and then she gives him the number. Mm-hmm. I've read people online saying it was really funny. Uh, that moment did not I work for me. I watched that, and it was yeah. not. I was like, it was not funny. I'm like, are you? Effing kid. Yeah, everyone, there's like a never-ending story challenge now that's like people singing that song to each other. And I'm like, yeah. that's the moment we're focusing on from this season? Yeah. I just thought that was a... That, that felt I thought really, that was a bad moment. Yeah, it was not. And not good for women either. No, yeah. no. I'll help you save the world, honey buns, but first you have to sing our song together. Mm-hmm. Yuck. It's like we, people are literally dying in the streets. Right, women. yeah. And she's just like yeah. insisting on never-ending story. It's, yeah. it's not a good look for it's her. It's not a great moment, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Nancy yet. Or do you want to do the... I can do my fair foul. And then we'll come back to Nancy. Yeah. So this is from John Doyle at the Globe and Mail. The Globe and Mail. Uh, it's a little bit long. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't like the long ones. They're hard to keep track of. So yeah. now there's a show, talking about Stranger Things 3, Okay. that on conclusion you can say takes a distinct new path with its young female characters. Mm-hmm. It's not revolutionary, mm-hmm. and it's not overtly advocating for anything. But it was once a bromance about endearingly geeky boys and one inscrutable girl. Now it isn't. There's no huge cultural shift happening here. What the Duffer brothers have done is pull back from a boys' adventure drama and present female characters who are at first lacking agency and then given plenty of scope to flourish in all their strength and smarts. I think the general idea of that is is fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't really go, like, you know, overtly about it. And says the guy who's only watched three episodes. Yeah. I, th- I think they're doing it fairly overtly. I don't think that it's revolutionary. Yeah. Like, this is this has been trending in American culture, mm-hmm. well, obviously, like, since, what, the feminist movement at a minimum. Yeah. But more recently with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, like, the Duffers are hardly, like, at the head of this train. Right. Trying to make a political statement about empowering women. So it's so it's not revolutionary right. in that way. I think it's right in saying. Well, it's I, mean, not when you, I mean, you mentioned kind of the references to Alien. Yeah. I mean, they're even sort of referencing stuff from the time period that was doing right. this. Right. Alien is it kind of stands out yeah. as you know. And Ripley, yeah. Yeah, a female action hero. So I, I think that's generally fair. Yeah. And I and I think, to me, the the stories focused on women are more interesting than the guys. Yeah, I, the guys are, are besides not, Dustin. I, the guy, like I, I find Mike dislikable. Yeah, I find Lucas not particularly well developed. Yeah, and I feel bad for Will because all that guy gets to do, literally, the entire season is rub the back of his neck, and then say he's here. Well, and the other like, thing that is yeah. that's he does no, it the other thing he gets to like, do. The only other thing he gets to do. He's like Hawkeye with the bow. <laughs> No, it's like his. It's um, like his moment, his signature. Yeah. No, the only the other thing His that was there was that eyes. one moment when he and Mike are talking to each other, and Mike says something about you know it's not my fault that you don't like girls, right? Which I yeah. thought, okay, so are they setting up Will? Yes, and then they do nothing else with it, right? And I'm like, okay, so right. is that well, you know why they couldn't do anything else with it? 
because he had to rub his neck and say yeah, he's here. I, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. You no, know, it was just like I was like, are we maybe? I was kind of hoping we we're gonna do something with Will, kind of you know, and and kind of closeted homosexuality. Um, nope. But nope. And nope. I also like because that didn't kind of think maybe about, that's season four. Maybe. Yeah, well, but the I'm other like, thing too God, that that <laughs> Will, I mean, the way in which that Will, because this is one of the things that that in terms of you know, I mentioned kind of how the pop culture that they referenced by and large was of a more. I guess adult variety than in previous seasons. Yeah, that in some ways Will's the one that still remains sort of wedded to right the more sort of childlike His innocence and growing and, up. Yeah, and, and like he's yeah. kind of remains wedded to like what they were doing in seasons past. Yeah, um, and so I wonder if they, like are they trying like we're moving into a time of lost innocence with yeah. the kids that Will in some ways is trying to hold on to. Yeah, well I think that's I think they're they're. Yes, they're gesturing towards that. But yeah. I just, like the kids, I just... I, I find... mean, for someone of Will's age to be so desperately clinging to wanting to play Dungeons & Dragons... How old is he? With people that don't want to play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Or at least are doing so reluctantly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, he's almost forcing his Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. on a group of friends mm-hmm. that are too smart <laughs> to mature. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Boy, that was that was well played. Thank it was, you. It was the Thank long you. play, the oh, setup, like oh, it built. It was such a it slow build. Slowly. You could, oh yeah, you could just see it registering. Okay. Like I'm done. By what degrees, else do you want to talk about? I'm good. I'm just, I'm <laughs> I don't. Need, I, I got things oh. I could be doing. God, you oh. wish that kid would grow up, don't you? Oh, it's just so sad. <laughs> There's one more character. I, <laughs> one more character I want to talk about before we move on to the recap of season two. Yes. Nancy, yes, to me is the real standout in Stranger Things as an actor and as a character. Hmm. I think she is uh, heads above anybody else in the show. Even Eleven, I say Millie Bobby Brown Eleven is a would really be, good actor. Agreed, but I find Nancy a more interesting character than L. Well, that I mean, L. You know, I mean, we so, do see a little bit of. Yeah. Development in Elle's character, but it's she's true, still but, right. very. She's still got the awkwardness and kind of the the. I mean, Max kind of helps right. move her a little bit further. It, but it Elle, might be, and it might be that Natalia Dyer, who plays Nancy, yeah, has more to work with. Yeah, but I just think, like when I watch the show, she's the one that I mm. want to watch on the screen. I think she's a terrific actor. Yeah, um, she to me, we've talked about this before, just embodies the eighties. Like, of all the characters, her look, her demeanor... I would say her and her mom. Yeah. In terms of, at least her mom, in yes. terms of the look of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, like, she just... She, I think they've both got, like, the, the shoulder it. pads. And, yeah, and, like, in a way that just is, like, I know yeah. her. Yeah. Because I grew up in the 80s. Yes. If that makes sense. Oh, no, I um, totally agree. To me, it's she... The way they use her to embody the, embody the 80s is way more clever than the way they're using music this season, for example. Oh, okay. The music's easy. Yeah. With Nancy, there's something more sophisticated. hmm I have a casting suggestion for you for Nancy. Mm. She should totally be cast. Oh. Kitty Pride. As Kitty Pride. I was going to say, I feel right? like I know where you're going. Like she would yeah, be, she would be a really good Kitty Pride. Like if they make an X Men at any point in the near future, yeah, she should be. Kitty she would Pryde. be a really, yeah, she like, would be a really good Kitty Pride in, in an eighties Kitty Pride kind oh, of. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. Know, like she, maybe that's why. Like I loved Kitty Pride in the eighties. Like I, right. such an interesting character, and maybe that's like I I see this like simpatico kind of energy yeah. between the two of that. Maybe that's why I like Nancy. Yeah. So much, but I she should be Kitty Pride. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. And then her battle with the patriarchy in her role as an intern yeah. at the newspaper, it's a bit heavy-handed at it, times. I mean, that was, the I, Duffers are doing it. It is a bit heavy. Yeah, well, particularly the like the over-the-top sexism at the newspaper yes, office. But Vicky could tell you stories about the 1980s. Yeah, that would blow your mind. Oh, I wouldn't. Right? Yeah, that, like that. It feels really over the top in those scenes. Yeah. And yet, Vicky has told me about the way she was treated in the '80s when she was yeah. a young kid, you know, yeah. by police officers and people mm. who are in charge. Yeah. And so, to me, it felt heavy-handed, but there was a truth to it. Yeah. That I really for me, pretty much any any time you put Jake Busey in a role, yeah, it's going to be a little oh. heavy-handed. <laughs> you know, the thing is, um, 
I appreciate the show taking it on, and when Nancy yeah. brains oh, yeah. Busey with the fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. it's cathartic for the whole audience. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody watching is like, hell yeah, yeah. when she does that. That was, I thought, a good moment. I think, mm-hmm. though the rise of Nancy as a kind yeah. of a presence in the series was bad, as I mentioned earlier, for Jonathan, who I think oh, really gotcha, gets yeah. pushed aside. Well, I mean, you kind of, I mean, you've got to kind of, I mean, Jonathan is such... Again, he's just so kind of meh. Yeah. That the more Nancy sort of grows and develops, yeah. is she going to be content with that? You would hope not. Like, their relationship does yeah. not seem... Nope. Uh, which I guess they are kind of broken up now, because he's yeah. moved. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess they did sort of break up temporarily. But yeah, I don't, I don't see... You're right, because, I mean, you know... Well, I mean, in a lot of ways... Um, Joyce, Mike... Or sorry, Joyce, Will, yeah, Jonathan, like that entire family, all kind of stayed the same. Yeah. Except Will had something on his neck. Yeah. Well, Ugh. his his flare sense isn't really all that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one of the, I mean, like the fact that they were, you know, when they're all in the cabin, they're like, oh, the mind flare has figured out where we are, and I'm like. You you went to Hopper's cabin. <laughs> yeah, like, There's only so many places you kids have to go. Yeah, the mind flayer doesn't have to be like, like the world's greatest detective. Yeah, and like that that's pretty yeah, easy to figure out. Taking out so many people, eventually going to find somebody who knows where the cabin is. Yeah, right. I'm just yeah. like that. Just seems really kind of not a good choice. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. okay, so meet at the cabin, but then leave like right away. Anywhere randomly in the woods, yeah, would kind of be better. Yeah, go like half a mile in a direction, and then they'll yeah. just pass you by going to the, to yeah. the cabin. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit, yeah, Agreed. strange. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where we are in terms of time, but Not I've got a a, I've got a little bit more to throw at you. Okay. Oh wait, before that, yes, another theory about the ending part about the American. Yes, it's Bob. Pretty sure Bob got eaten. Barb. Oh, did you say Barb? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How cool? yeah. Okay, if they bring Barb back, I have more interest in season four than I currently have. Yeah, yeah. I like, don't think I, they're bringing Barb back. I feel back. like Barb is dead. I, yeah, yeah, but it would but, just be great if somehow... <laughs> plus, Barb is, is is pretty employed right now at Riverdale with those bit appearances as Ethel. I see. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is she still alive at the end of the season? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Because she was definitely caught up in the... In the whole... Griffins and Gargoyles. Oh, that's right, yeah. she Yeah, because they all disappeared. Well, she was caught up in the whole... Yeah. What's the church? Not the church, but the... Oh, the uh, the the hippie... Yeah, compound. wasn't she part of that? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But they escaped. She and... They all disappeared. Yeah, so we don't know. Except for the one gay anyway, guy, which I, that's great. Yeah, I, don't th- I think we don't want to talk about Riverdale. Because I got something better. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows this. Because it happened on a podcast, yes, that has been since lost to the ages. Oh wait, I've got a, I've got a very important fair foul. For oh, you. go for it. Because this, I really have to talk about this one. This is from Vulture.com. Okay. I think I know your answer. Okay. Since Stranger Things three dropped on Netflix, there has been dis- some discussion online about whether a fourth season, which technically has not been confirmed yet by Netflix, might involve time travel. Oh, yes. if, if there's time travel, I just don't see how I can possibly live with it. Well, just because I, did, I think that's from the article that was about all of the resonances with Back to the Future. Yeah. I feel like they're not going to do time travel. I'd be surprised. You I hope mean, they're not going to do time yeah. travel. Maybe that's it. It might. If they if they could, take, they could say that the Upside Down is like some sort of multiverse and like. Right, but like, if they, um, if they, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's another. Yeah, dimension. no, I hear what you're saying, but if they take what was a rather ho hum season three and add time and travel add time travel to it uh, you're gonna have a hard time better. talking me into doing this on the show again but again didn't what's his face in explaining the upside down in season one the teacher yeah yeah I know you use almost the exact same explanation that they use in flash for time travel that's it did involve drawing a straight line so and yeah. and punching a thing right. through and so, boom upside down yeah it was terrible so maybe uh, it's been time travel all this time. When they do, you know, timeline skews. Yeah. yeah. So, I see time travel happening. I just, I just saw that. I was like, oh, I'm not sure anything yeah. could make the show make less me, compelling yeah. to Alan. No. <laughs> that will be the end of it then for me. Then the addition of the time travel. Listening. Hey, special bonus. Yes. From season two, Stranger Things, we yes. did, I brought you a list of quiz questions about the 1980s. Yes. Somebody's lost all of them. Which I'm pretty sure I nailed. 
But I'm thinking we can recapture the old magic. Uh, I of what was can. a great episode? Yes. Now well, lost. Season three, we captured the magic of season two. Just a, like a, a. Well, it could go wrong, but let's see. <laughs> we can always cut it. Right. So here's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just as we were going through season two, anything that was '80s ish that it kind of struck me, yes. I just I pulled it out, and now I ask you questions about it. Okay. So in season two, we meet the burnout sister Max, Billy. Yes. Is the burnout. His sister is Max. By the way, a burnout is a... Wait, okay, because you sound like you're referring to Max as the burnout there. The way no, we, br- we meet the burnout's sister. See, Max. I missed the s on burnout. It sounded like you said burnout no, sister. No, the burnout's sister. Gotcha. The burnout's sister, Max. Right. By the way, a burnout would never be, I don't think, a lifeguard. Didn't strike me as realistic for season three. Yeah. Anyway, she's really great at the video game Dig Dug. Ah, oh, Dig Dug. What was the best 80s arcade video game? Ooh. See, it's a harder quiz than you thought it was going to no, be. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure I pretty sure I would have said Galaga last time. I, I think love you me did say Galaga. I love me some Galaga. Is that the one where you like bugs flew down at you and you would shoot them? Yes, that's Galaga. Yeah, yeah that's a great I also game. really like Bobby, Zaxxon. Bobby loves yeah. Galaga still. What was Sinistar? What? What was Sinistar? I have well, no I, idea what he's talking about. I don't know either. I like to... Well, also remember... about 80s video games? Yeah, it's not You remember game. Zaxxon? No, what was Zaxxon? That was uh, one where you're flying a spaceship through like a 3D... Oh, yeah. I love... They had Zaxxon at the Round Table Pizza. That, where you we know, would go, and I would always go... And that was awesome That pizza. was the best part about a pizza joint like that mm-hmm. in the 80s, is they would have yeah. two video game machines Oh, no. The round the Table had like five. Sweet. Yeah, we would always go there, and I'd be like, I've got quarters! So you weren't <laughs> a... You, I've got quarters! You weren't a centipede guy? Oh no, I love centipede. Centipede was I always liked I centipede. Love yeah. centipede. centipede was oh, like, with the the little spinny it, ball. The spinny ball was I love like the spinny it was ball. Like, it, like the technology of the spinny like, ball. Oh yeah, oh, we're gonna go like, really fast. Yep. I also think the golf game too. I don't remember the, the only ball. one I remember having the spinny ball. The golf game It was because this is one of the things I think I remember when we were talking about yeah. Stranger Things two. The first opening scene where they're all like gathering up all yeah. of their quarters and whatnot. And I was like, what game could they be like? It's Dragon's Lair. Yeah. And that's exactly what they oh, went to play. Oh, I, uh, Tom, uh, um, the, the, yeah, the, the animated. Yeah, yeah. Sucked at that game. What about Frogger? Everyone sucked I never game. played that game. Oh, we played Frogger relentlessly. More yeah. on the Atari than on, like, yeah. the arcade. But kind of a lame game if you think about it. Like, I like some Frogger. Of those, yeah, yeah, but, like, but the idea of Frogger, like, 80s video games could be pretty bad, yeah. I guess. What about Pitfall? When Pitfall came out for Atari, yes, and it had like three different screens, it felt like an open world to me. Oh yeah, dude. Give, <laughs> no, seriously, compared to like Pac Man oh, yeah. or oh, Donkey man. Kong, or oh, I was whatever, very excited when I when, you, it was just when like, you actually managed to survive the full twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's just like. And then you go to that, which is like, you know, yeah. Junction Two or whatever, like one of the newer jumping on the crocodile heads. Yeah, crocodile. Oh, yeah, I hated the crocodile heads. Yeah, I actually hated the scorpions. Yeah. In the underground. Yeah, you have to go underground. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I, yeah. Oh, I would play pit. I would get up in the morning, yeah. play pitfall. We used to go. There was, when I was a kid, a Chuck E. Cheese opened up. Mm. And it had like, it must have had 20 or 30 video games. Yeah. But it just felt like, like it just like the greatest place on earth. Yeah. Now this is a little bit later than the 80s, I think, but Gauntlet. Yeah. That was another game I loved. I liked the uh, professional wrestling game. Can you guess which character I played in Gauntlet? I don't remember the Gauntlet characters. Oh, wait, no, I can't. Oh, wait, the archer? Yeah, the archer. Yeah. Oh, oh, Gauntlet! Yeah! Yeah, It was like the four-player game that you could do. Yeah, that was like... Loved Gauntlet. Yeah. That was like the alternate version, because you could have the Teenage Mutant Turtles or the Simpsons game, and then it was like Gauntlet, which would be like, you know, the fantasy version. Yeah, so... All right, so question number two. Okay. In season two, they have a debate over the Three Musketeers candy bar, kind of like they did with with New Coke. Right. So we could we could do New Coke next, but first, what are the best three candy bars? The best three? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're wrong on all of them, if I remember correctly. I love Three Musketeers. Okay, that's the Three Musketeers is I like mean, the generic candy I love bar. Three if you're gonna do that, why not do a Milky Way? I hate Milky Way. Why would you? But the Milky Way just is the Three Musketeers no, with like caramel. It's, no, oh, yeah. no, like the it's the Milky Way. The nougat in the Milky Way is much harder than it's not as cloud-like as the Three Musketeers. Yeah, the Three Musketeers. It's, it's like you're. It's like you're not eating oh, anything. So okay, Three, so Musketeers. Three Musketeers is wrong. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. That's not a bad one, but it's not top three. And like um, yeah, absolutely. I would probably go Butterfinger. Butterfinger is disgusting. 
Oh, like Butterfinger is, is the most disgusting candy bar. I like when you have a Butterfinger, then you got all the stuff stuck in your teeth, and you got to pry it out with your tongue. I I have not eaten enough Butterfinger to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are probably my top three. So I would say Snickers. That's wrong. Oh, Snickers. Not a crunch bar. Yeah, no, Snickers. Like, uh, just like a Hershey's bar. Is that what's next Snickers, on your list? Come on, like get some sophistication. What it's like chocolate me? with Rice Krispies thrown in. Like Rice Krispies have no flavor. They're not supposed to have flavor. They're supposed to be crunchy. They're chocolate for the it's, flavor. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, Snickers, it's terrible no, choice. I don't like. Too, Snickers, too, number the, one. The peanuts are too big in Snickers. It bothers me. Number two. If you say Milky Way. No, Milky Way not be in the top three, but I would say the 100 Grand Bar. Ugh. That's not one I don't think I don't think I ever had that. So you I never had a hundred grand bar? Don't think so, no. Disgusting. I'm pretty sure that was your reaction on the previous podcast. Yeah, like how could you not have had a hundred grand bar? I don't bar? think I had a hundred grand they bar. They are delicious and they have some rice krispies in them, don't they? I think. Yeah, we long a bunch of other stuff. And caramel like, and, and what else Vicky? There's no molasses in them. Molasses. Molasses. <laughs> I see. I thought you were gonna say like mounds or almonds. Oh, oh God, no! Those are awful. Anything with coconut. Oh is yeah. Immediately. Oh, coconut is awful. Oh, Charleston Chew. No, no oh, interest in Charleston Chew. God. Three for me would be. Um, yeah, the coconut stuff can just be right at the table. What about what about like a Kit Kat? I do like Kit Kats. Kit, Kit Kats, Kats are up there for yeah. me. Break me off a piece of that, that Kit Kat bar. Look at that. Yeah, break. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Office episode where Andy can't remember the song. <laughs> it's so great. It is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody tell him. Yeah, it's great. Just break me off a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. So we, yeah. For me, three musketeers. So we still disagree. Definitely three yeah. musketeers. Reese's. Right now, I'm saying Butterfinger, but there might be other things that could slide in yeah. there. Yeah. For me, it's Snickers. Like a Snickers is always my number one choice. Yeah. I don't, Snickers, I just but found really bland. Hundred grand is a is a is a sneaky oh. number two. What about the whatchamacallit? Remember Whatchamacallit? Like the Whatchamacallit had too much going on. Yeah. It's like yeah. the anti-rich. Rich wants like nothing in his candy bar. The Whatchamacallit wanted like everything in its candy bar. Wow. Find a happy medium. Rich has a Whatchamacallit it just blows his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in another dimension. I'm just in a Got like the, the, the 80s. Yeah. Like chocolate is something that has a flavor mixed together. <laughs> so, yeah. Weird. Um, all right, so Nancy. Yes. Oh, wait, first, New Coke. Like, so best soda from the 80s. Oh, Coke Classic. Coke, absolutely. Yeah, that like we agree the original on. Coke. Yeah. yeah. Do not say New Coke. I don't know what New you... Coke is. Didn't you say earlier that New Coke was no, good? No. You I was just being a jerk. you for the sake of arguing. Oh, yeah. good Lord. See, you seem more like a Pepsi guy. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really care. No, Rich does the you do! Don't, you don't care? I like Coke because it's red and that's my favorite color, but otherwise, the taste, they both taste the same. <laughs> that is... That is... <laughs> Your face. That is your face. That is the most. Almost, that's more appalling than picking a crunch me. bar. <laughs> would you? Would you? You agree, me. right? To say they taste the same is is the most. Wait, what did you say? Taste, did you say Coke, Coke and Pepsi, Pepsi taste the same? Oh my God! Right, right, I thought so you were upset you. about the fact that he chose it based on the color of the can. Well, that too. But <laughs> Coke is red. I'm like, no, actually, Coke is brown. Yeah. The, the can. can is but red. The can is red. But but Coke oh, is God, way no. better Pepsi than Pepsi. Oh God, no! Pepsi is like diabetes in a can. Like it's just so sweet. Rich once told me that if you did a taste test and you didn't oh, see the cans bought. in yeah. front of you, that we could not tell the difference. I think we talked about Coke that on the Pepsi. podcast. Yeah, we yeah. could totally well, no, do because that. Because we did do one. We could totally. And nobody could tell the difference. Like statistically. No. Who did one? That's. Uh, like, I don't know, one you and a bunch of crunch bar eaters. Yeah. Like there's no palate there. Listen, I can tell the difference between Coke, between Pepsi, and Shasta. Oh, there's a... Because Shasta there's a always had that bad aftertaste. Well, <laughs> my parents only bought the Diet Shasta, oh, which, God. like, really amplified. Like, yeah. you would, we, would, like, we would drink I, cases of that orange, and it didn't taste like orange at all. Oh, we drank cases of the root... I liked the root beer Shasta. That yeah. was the one that my, my grandparents always That's had Shasta we, when we went to visit them in California. Have, you know, Pepsi Coke, and then, like, a blind third one where it's just, Shasta. like, Shasta's mixed in. Although, if we're clear, the best soda is Verner's. What? I do like Verner's, but I, is ginger ale soda? Yeah, it's soda. I'm sure to think of it as a soda. It's like a ginger ale. Mm. I think like ginger mid, ale is not really good. like it's a separate like, category. Like we knew it in the Midwest. It seemed like more of a Midwestern ginger thing. Ale is no good. Yeah, I, I do like the Verner's. Definitely a soda. You have introduced me to the Verner's. I do like the Verner's. Verner's is my I would favorite. still put Coke above it because I love Coke. A cola. I I don't really drink. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't drink Coke, a cola. Yeah. Much at all, but like it's it's almost. I'd rather have it for dessert than anything right yeah. now. But yeah, like Coke is good. is. I mean, I will drink Pepsi, Pepsi, but Pepsi's like, just way like sugary. Pepsi's what you drink if you need caffeine and there's no Coke available. Exactly. All right. Yeah, soda, soda. 
I want to see if you remember the answer you gave to this question. Okay. Because it blew my mind. Okay. <laughs> Nancy is a really awesome 80s younger leading lady. Mm-hmm. Right? Pop quiz, what's the best 80s younger leading lady? I'm pretty sure I said Alyssa Milano. No, you did not. I did not? No. Who else would it be besides Alyssa Milano? We talked about, was it Molly Ringwald? You said mm. no. Is it Ali Sheedy? No. You said no. Oh, did I say Mayor Winningham from uh, St. Elmo's Fire? That's the one I had the crush on. <laughs> you said... You said Mayor Winningham. No, I just because I had a crush on her for some reason from St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, okay, okay, number one, that was a terrible movie. I love St. Elmo's Fire. It's still bad. Such a good movie. It's got a great song. So, over, over Julia Roberts or Demi Moore or Ali Sheedy or Molly Ringwald, you chose Mayor Winningham. I had a crush on Mayor Winningham. Yes. I don't get it. Pop quiz, what's your favorite 80s show where a car played a key role? Oh. That, oh, geez. See, it's harder than you think yeah, when you start thinking about it. Because there's two. Well, trans- well, I guess. There's two that I would say. It would either be Dukes of Hazard or Knight Rider. What about Transformers? Why is that not an option? Well, I was thinking a TV show, and I wasn't thinking cartoon, but you could yeah. pick cart- uh, Transformers if you wanted to, but I still wouldn't pick Transformers. Yeah. Really? Oh, to me, it's the Dukes all day. Yeah, I, I love never the Dukes. loved Knight Rider. I would yeah, watch it if I mean, it was I did. On, I had, but the, it was I had the Dukes of Hazard board game. I had Dukes of Hazard wait, wait, play card I game. I can't even imagine what the objective in the Dukes of Hazard board no, game is. No, there's um, the episode of CSI that Quentin Tarantino directed. Yeah. It sure. opens with the characters, two of the characters playing the Dukes of Hazard board game. I'm like, I had that game. So what's the objective? I, I think it's like life or kind of like, it's like you're supposed to go around the board and not get caught. I played Do you still have it? No, I don't have it. Oh, like that's what I need to play on the Were show. you a Roscoe P. Coltrane or an Enos guy? I preferred Flash. Come on, Flash. I love Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yeah. The Dukes would go zipping by, and he'd don't, turn to Flash and go, don't, 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 yeah. come on, Flash, and they'd take off after the Dukes. Yeah. Go, don't, don't. Yeah, I, oh, I did. Oh, man, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yeah, I did okay. love Dukes of Hazard. So so we agree then on that, too. The, yeah. the Dukes beat Knight Rider. Yeah, by, yeah, I would probably go Dukes over Knight I mean, I was much more of a devout Dukes fan than yeah. Knight Rider. Yeah, and Hasselhoff's career trajectory afterwards... Doesn't elevate Knight Rider, I don't think. Does they disappeared, which was better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, like <laughs> it they was better to up. disappear. The heroes fade away. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. And then they, I think they came back on Smallville. Yeah, because John Schneider played uh, Pa Kent. I know somebody who had a huge crush on Bo Duke. Really? I wonder yes. who that could be. John Schneider. Oh my god. It was Hope, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no. I think he had a, <laughs> was a huge fan. Wait, wait. Yeah, I had the biggest crush, so I wrote in my diary. Yes. Bo Duke. I love Bo Duke, but I spelled it bow, like yeah. the tree bow. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. because she was not, she hadn't yet met me and the Austin, sort of the Southern Austins, where you understand, like my dad's nickname growing up was Bo, like that's what they called him. Yeah. And of course, like I knew it was B-O because that's how you spell Bo. But when you grew up in a Tony place like Sylvania, you didn't meet a lot of Bows. But you knew a tree bow. <laughs> Really? So you would? Which Duke would you say I was, Bo yeah, or I Luke? Wallet, so you know. uh, you're one of the cousins that came in and replaced them for that one season. <laughs> Cody I watch, and Vance. I did not watch that season. So. I I only know it because my brother-in-law Valerie's husband. One yeah. of the things that he wanted for his like Christmas gift was Dukes of Hazard on DVD, and I think I eventually got him all of them, including the Cody and Vance years. Yeah. I don't. I can't just, imagine they even made a DVD of the Cody. Oh, they did. Yeah, it would they just did. seem like like we can just skip that one. Yeah, we're no, gonna sell they, like 12, six, 12 season units. Eight, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, that's for the best. Yeah. Isn't that? It's a, it's a. That's what makes America great. That those two guys could go on strike because they weren't getting enough. Mm-hmm. As Bo and Luke Duke. Right. Oh, Boss Hog, classic stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Love the, Dukes of Hazard. The other thing we did on season two, because we're going to be over two hours by okay. the time we're done, if we're not careful, is I had you rate the 80s based on a series of references that were made okay. during season two. Okay. So just, you know, you're a teacher, mm-hmm. so do you want to score it on a scale of zero to 100? I Okay. We'll say like a 90 is like an A minus. Can I just give it like A's, B's, C, D? Is that what you'd rather do? That's probably easier. Okay. I don't want to strain you. Yeah. Rate the 80s. He-Man. Eh... 
The movie was included in this? Or? Just the, the just I'm big, assuming you mean like the, yeah, I would say B minus, C plus. He was more of the cartoon. I was never a big He-Man fan. Uh, I'd give him a C minus. Like yeah. I just, He-Man never connected to him. I think yeah. an A for Skeletor. The well, look who's come to life all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, he knows something about the 80s. Yeah. That's good. What? That wasn't needed. needed. <laughs> it wasn't needed? <laughs> it wasn't needed. Yeah. Yeah, um, he not a big not a big He-Man fan. Okay, Rat. Especially their single. Oh, Round, round and Round? Oh, that is an A+. That's an A+. Plus. That, that might be an A++. Plus plus. freaking love that song. Vicky tells the story of Rat coming on the radio. Because what is it? Is Milton Berle? He is. Because I yes. think the lead singer is related to Mi- Milton Some, Berle. That's how was, they got them into There the... was a connection somehow, and Milton Berle, who hadn't been like in pop yeah. culture for decades, yeah. showed up, and the, they're eating dinner. Yeah, dinner. He's, he's both the husband and the wife, isn't he? Yes, well, because yeah. of course he was famous for playing people yeah. in drag. And uh, yeah, and then there's like the the, the woman comes out of cobwebs. Yeah, exactly. or that whole weird. Yeah, yeah, that video made no sense, but that is a great song. It was great. So yeah, not the rat. They're just rat. R a t t. Yeah, they rat are. T-T-T-T. That round and round is one of those. It's an '80s anthem. Yeah, it is. It, but it's also one of the like that they could have done nothing else. Yes. But that song is. It's kind of like Aha's take on me. Yes. Like it's so quintessentially '80s. Yeah, absolutely. Of all the big hair metal stuff, yeah, in some like ways round and round feels like yeah, ground like, zero for it is, yeah, like ra- such a great round and pop round, metal. yeah. He had such yeah. a distinct voice, yeah, yeah. Goes around, comes around. Yeah. yeah. Had that song back for more that started with acoustic guitar, which like I'd never heard yeah, before. Ra- oh my god, you can play acoustic in round the transition and round too. Exhausts my knowledge of the Rat catalog. You don't know back for more? I don't think so. Wow. Uh, maybe. I'd play but yeah, it for you, but we'd probably get in trouble. But yeah, round, yeah. Oh, that is an A+. Plus. Round and round, A+. Plus. All right. number Next one on the list. Grade the saying from the 1980s. Ooh. Your ass is grass. Mm, I don't know. You don't know your ass is grass? A minus, B+. Plus. That one... It means has, you're in trouble, you know? That like, one's that one's had a lot of... It's got a, that one's oh, had that legs. A song or a no, it's a saying. It's a saying. Like, like, oh, like, like if I'm going I to beat you up, like, one of the like, things oh. I might say is yeah. your ass is grass. Or say, for example, in an '80s movie kind of way, Patrick skipped school, mm. but his assistant principal caught him and said to Patrick, yeah. "You have to come to the office tomorrow." Patrick's friend would say to Patrick, "Oh man, yes. your ass is grass." Yeah, the premise is flawed in that it's built on the idea of me skipping school. Right. It's an 80s movie, which were repeatedly built on flawed premises. Yes, I mean, I would not have that kind of a day off. No? See what I did there? Yeah, I know, but so you... I I know you'd never Bueller it. Yes. But what I'm asking is, would you... Would you take a day off, Would you you skip it? You never skip a day of class. I skipped one day of college. What was the topic that you were avoiding? I wasn't... No, I wasn't... I had a paper due uh, in another class, so I skipped my psych class. But see, even it was then, my, but here's the thing. Even it then, was it's my a story his, of virtue. It was my his, no, it's, it's actually, no. So I skipped my history of psychology class. The day I skipped is the day he brought in a hypnotist and had them hypnotize people. So you learned a lesson. Like I missed the coolest day of the class. It was a good class generally, but I missed the coolest day of the class. Yeah. Sorry. Because I had, I had a paper due, I think, in my English class later that day that yeah. I just did not, was not done. Got it. All right, so Billy shows up on the Rate the 80s repeatedly. So, okay. um, the first one, smoking and working out at the same time. That's ah, a bad combo. It's a bad combo. Oh, but that's so 80s. Right. It's, so, it's not even it's so 80s. I literally see F people on the levee riding their bikes, yeah. smoking sometimes. Well, I'm like, mm-hmm. Nepal. Yeah, I know. It's very, yeah, it's well, very like, 80s or Nepal. The idea is, is you exercise to work out. Oh, there's a debate. Right. Is it the 80s or is it Nepal? <laughs> we'll do that down the road. Tornadoes. Look at so a yeah, it's a, it's an F. Yeah. In real life, but a as a, plus as an embodying 80s. the oh, 80s, it's very much it's an embodiment an, of the A+. Plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's totally what we do. Smoking, really, smoking, doing anything. Right. And Which apparently Netflix is yes, planning to tone down on the smoking. There was the a lot of smoking of things this time around. Yeah, not How about down, eliminate completely? Mm. Well, next they pop quiz. Hopper, so oh. he was most of the smoking. Next pop quiz: Bon Jovi's "Runaway." Oh, I love "Runaway." That is that is it's maybe not, my favorite Bon Jovi song. But it's not even quite, though it's not one it that they doesn't embody like round and round like round and no, round. No, it does. It, it's a little shy of it. But but Runaway is a great I love song. Runaway. She's I don't know if we know that one. The first real rock concert I saw. Yeah. Because like the first one would have been like Laura Branigan, which probably doesn't count as rock. Remember <laughs> who you're talking to. 
Oh, yeah. So it was, <laughs> you would see it as heavy metal, but yeah. a lot of people Laura would Brandigan see it as like hardcore. elevator music. <laughs> so Laura Brannigan was scary for you. I remember. No, Colin no Gloria. Another one of, ah, yeah, one of my favorite moments. <laughs> where's, where's Gloria? One of my favorite moments from when they had I Love the 80s on VH1 I love she, like, she was when they were metal. talking about like the, because that was one of like the first videos. Yeah. And they had, I think it was Donald Logue, the guy that plays uh, Bullock on Gotham. Okay. Was talking about like, because it's basically Laura Branigan surrounded by like five disco balls and very sparsely spread across yeah. this room. And I remember Donald Logue is like, oh, I can see the director. He's like, yeah, we need some disco balls for this. Not big ones. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's not Laura... a good video. But I, I saw her. Okay. And then I saw Donnie Iris. And the, so either second or third was. Oh, I'm not familiar with Donnie Iris. You don't know Donnie Iris? No. Love is like a rock? No, I don't think that ah, one's Leah? Re- I don't think that one that doesn't ring. God, see to me. I'm pretty think, sure we had this we're we, we yeah. actually are recapturing, yes. I think, the, the podcast. I think that might have been I think Donnie Iris might have been like a more of a Midwestern film. Yeah, that is not one that on the elite West but, Coast we were familiar but with. But Aliyah was I thought a huge hit. I don't remember. Rich, Maybe would you I check probably... and see what Aliyah A H comma Leah. Can I say I'm having the weirdest sense of deja vu right now? I think we literally asked Rich to look this up. I just I want to know what L E A H, I think, by Donnie Iris. Okay. I R I S. You probably just oh, type in Donnie yeah. Iris. And what we're looking for in it? The lyrics? What, what did it chart at? Where did it like, chart? Like, what, what did it hit Peak on the chart charts? position. I feel like that was a national. I can't believe you missed that. Is that one that we're Like when you were charting Casey Kasem. I just, that, what I'm, year did it come out? I don't know. 1980. See, I started like in 81. Oh, there you go. Was that 1980? Uh, according to wow. Google. So what did it chart at? I'm checking. Uh, yeah, 1980, 81. Uh, twenty nine. Wow. Yeah, that's. I not thought a bit, it was. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, she was billboard. Yeah, no, twenty nine. Okay, check "Love Is Like a Rock" too by the yeah. same band, Donny yeah. Iris and the Cruisers. Yeah, twenty nine on the U.S. Billboard. That's a band. The Cruisers. Oh, I thought you said just Donny Iris. No, Donny Iris and the Cruisers. Isn't that Eddie and the Cruisers? Most Donny. He's well, most back in Canada. Really? Maybe he was Canadian and he was just bopping down into yeah. Akron. So check "Love Is Like a Rock." Yeah. Which was his other big hit. Love is like a rock. Love is like a rock. You don't know that song? I don't think I know that one. Damn. You've missed out. Like, you would love Donnie Iris. Did I? I missed out on a guy who peaked at number 29. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because all quality and worth is judged just by chart position. Pretty much. What did Holland Oates chart at? Depends which song you're talking about. They had multiple number ones. King's X has never had one, and yet King's X is the better band. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, anyway, what did Love 37. Is... Seven. Okay. So, Came out the following year. God, he seemed much bigger. To... Anyway, the other concert I saw was Bon Jovi. Yeah. Open for Rat at an amphitheater in mm. Akron. So, like, we were outdoors. Wow. So that's at the point where Bon Jovi would be opening for Rat imagine, as opposed to vice versa. Right. Imagine that world where Bon Jovi... Well, because Bon Jovi took off with Slippery When Wet, which is post-Runaway. Right, it was the next album. Yeah. Like, Slippery When Wet came next. And so I saw Bon Jovi before yeah. he hit. And then I saw Bon Jovi after Slippery When Wet in a huge arena. Okay. I prefer the smaller shows. Bon Jovi's I mean, had a nice career. I think, like, yeah, he's transcended the he's, hair metal that he might he's have He's kind of because he did some country stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, confined to. Agreed. Um, yeah. Next, pop quiz. Okay. Punky... Brewster. Oh, I hated that show. Hate that show too. That sh- Plus the yeah. relationship between Punky and the old guy. Yeah, it was weird. Something not right what there. What was the yeah. big deal with that one? Punky. Like, You'd always say Salil like Moonfry. That? Yep. Why did we like that show? Punky Brewster? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know why anybody liked, liked that Valerie show. Valerie liked it. Didn't Silver Spoons come on right after it? I don't remember, but I remember Valerie liked Silver Spoons I too. really liked Aaron Gray. Yeah. Who well, I believe was in the Silver Spoons. She was, but more importantly, she was in Buck Rogers. Tiki Tiki? No, Biggie Biggie? What did that robot always say? Biggie, biggie. No. It's bitty, bitty. Biggie, biggie. Hey, Buck. Biggie, biggie. Love Tweaky. Yeah. And uh, so, Dr. Cornelius? Was that the... Was that what that was called? I can't remember. That, it was Dr. Yeah, something. I don't remember. Um, yeah, but no, Aaron Gray was... Uh, uh, who was she on Buck Rogers? Wilma? Deering. Yes, Wilma, Wilma Deering. Deering. There you go. Yes. Yep. So, um, Fabio. Yeah. Agreed. Not a big... I, I don't really think of Fabio two as... Two minutes. Two hours. Yeah, two hours. Oh, jeez. I don't really think of Fabio right. as 80s. I guess, I guess technically three minutes until two hours exactly. All right. Well, okay. look, we only got half of the list yet to go, so okay. we'll crank through. <laughs> cool. All right, the, the term bitchin'. It's pretty bitchin'. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's good, right? I think yeah. that's past the eighties. I would say your ass is grass is a bitchin' phrase. It is, yes. Yeah, but it came out of the eighties. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying it's like it, it's it's still. It's I'm gonna try to bring back your ass is grass. You should work with students. If you don't do the reading for Wednesday, your ass is grass. Yeah, you See should see what do they that. think that means. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that means you're old. Yeah. <laughs> so. In season two, Steve kind of takes over babysitting duties for the kids. Yes. One of the things I liked about season three is Dustin becomes Steve's parent. Yeah. There's like the flip of the relationship. Yeah. Um, adventures in Babysitting. Love it. Love really? Adventures in Babysitting. It never really appealed to me. Oh, I've watched that movie was so that many times. Was that a shoe? Yes. Yeah. Also, I had a Thor reference. What? Thor reference. There's the the young daughter who's a the, the youngest girl that she's babysitting who's a huge Thor fan. Yeah. And then at the end, the mechanic that fits their car is a guy fixes their car is looks exactly like Thor. Oh, don't remember that. Yeah. At all. So so you know Elizabeth Shue and references to Thor. It pretty much hit me where I live. All right. How about some songs? Okay. We'll do them in, in rapid fire. Pat Benatar. Mm. Love is a battlefield. Awesome. Well, anything Pat Benatar. Yeah, but not her best song. No, that would be what we belong. No. Why are you going this? No. Like her better stuff is her earlier Rocky stuff. What was the the hard rock thing that was her first hit? The, was it fly, ba, da, ba, da, yeah. of the night? Something no, of the no, night? no, not the no the creatures of the night or whatever. It's not creatures of the night. What? Wait, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's so good you don't remember it. No, I yeah. can't remember the Vicky. Come on, the Pat Benatar title. Hit me with your best shot. There you go. Hit me with your best okay. shot. Oh, that's classic Pat Benatar. Yeah, Benatar. I just I like yeah I just like any, yeah. Right, Pat you Benatar, like all the Holonotsified. I like all of Pat Benatar. Okay. But you like the soft hollow notesified stuff better. No, I like Hit Me With Your Best Shot too. Okay. They're all good. Cindy Lauper, Time After Time. Big, yep. That's thumbs a great up. song. Girls Just Want to Have Fun is a bit of a gimmicky song. No, there's that. All Through the Night is another one that's yeah. that's underrated. But Time After Time is a great it song. Is. Like yeah. it's just a great song. It is. The police. Every breath you take. Love it. How do you not like it? Yeah, how do you not like that song? Though the fact that people would use that as their wedding song when it's about, like, creepy stalker dude. I remember yeah. Sting talking about that. He's like, it is not a love song. Yeah. You should not have it well, at your Nancy wedding. Nancy is dating Jonathan, who they kind of got together because yeah, he was, he was he taking was very, creepy photos yeah, of her. Yeah, he was very you know? stalkery in season know. one, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe one that you're not going to be as big on. The Four Horsemen by Metallica? Yeah, not by, one I'm oh, familiar man, that is, The Four Horsemen is a great Because if memory song. serves, in the last podcast that we were recreating, this is when I brought up that the Metallica I know is Enter Sandman, which, of course, is the... Ugh. The Holonotified version. Yeah. Yes. So, what does Patrick like Metallica when they... Sold out. Commercial. Yeah. yeah. Which angered me at the time, but now I'm okay with. Like okay. it's it's okay. Like and you're, you're allowed still, to you're still allowed to grow as a band. It just doesn't. It makes sense that that's what you would like. Yeah, so, but Four Horsemen is from like it's from like there's a Kill 'Em All poster on Billy's wall, which is almost perfect. I think I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, this is that's why Bill. Yep. That's one of the many reasons why yeah. Billy is you. I never smoked in the '80s, and I rarely lifted weights. Mm. I did dream smoked? of being a lifeguard, though. Okay, so you're, you're a lot again. You also no, had I've, the mullet. I've, I've never smoked and I've never had a coffee. Yeah, I, I have two purities in my life. I can say one of those things. Um, for the '80s, this is the last one. Oh no, I've got two more, both okay. around Billy. Around Billy, his dad in season two attacks him verbally mm-hmm. before he beats him up mm-hmm. using gay slurs, mm-hmm. which is a very '80s kind very of thing, 80s. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then to to end on a better moment for Billy when he goes out on a date. He sprays the cologne. Oh yeah, on the crotch. Yes, which is the classic so '80s classic move. 80s. Like, like that's what the '80s smells like. Mm-hmm. 